What's up, all you motorcycle enthusiasts? D Woods, and welcome back to another mile post of the V Twin Life, where we talk motorcycles powered by those V Twins. What feels our passion about it? Why we enjoy it so much? The V Twin Life is sponsored by that Northwest brand, Crash Inc. Clothing. You can find them on the World Wide Web at crashinclothing.com and on Instagram at crash underscore inc. Now, if you're on that website ordering some Crash Inc. gear, don't forget to use that promo code CRASH1, all uppercase letters. You're not going to find that promo code anywhere else except here on the V Twin Live. Just a little way of saying thank you for tuning in. And if you find yourself down in that Tiger and Oregon area, don't forget you can swing on into Paradise where they do have shelves of Crash Inc. gear. So, what are you waiting for? Let's get some. And if you're in the market for a new windshield for your bike, feel free to check out Long Ride Windshields at longrideshields.com. If you find something you like, we do have that promo code, the V Twin Life 15. It's going to save you 15% off checkout anything Long Ride sells. So, hey, go check them out. Now, let's get into the throttle and get into mile post 28 with Mod Glide 07. <laughs> going on victor not much man how you doing oh not bad just having one of those days feel like i've been going non-stop all day yeah it happens <laughs> i don't know at the end of the day they feel good you feel like you got some stuff done even though getting up before the sun it's just not my favorite thing to do yep well there's a there's a difference between being productive and being busy oh this hey that's Long- very true as long as at the end of the day you felt like you're productive, then uh, everything was good. Absolutely, you got a damn good point. So now you're on the the recovery side. I'm not sure many people know that you did get into a little. Uh, I think fender bender is a minor way of putting it, really. <laughs> yeah, got into a little uh, running with a motorhome on my uh, motorcycle, and uh, just on the uh, the road to recovery now. Hey, at least that part's, you know, behind you, and now you focus on the recovery and, and getting back on two wheels in the future. Yep, yep. That's, that's, that's the goal. That's the plan. So have you been able to track down any, any potential bikes that you might find you might want to get your hands on in the near future? Um, yeah, there's a couple out there. I got my eyes on a couple right now, and we'll see what happens. Give it a, give it a little bit of time. Usually uh, – you don't have to go find the bike. The bike finds you. So that's the way I kind of look at it. So I don't really force anything. I'm trying to just buy buy the first one I see. I just kind of let them go by. And, you know, if I feel like it's a good enough of a deal, then, you know, you jump on it. And that's, that's the way I work. If, you know, if it's a deal, I don't sit on it. You got to jump on those right away because if you don't get it, somebody else will. So. Yeah. And, and it's like I said, sometimes you jump on that first one just because it's there and it ends up not really being what you want. And then, you know, down the road, you kind of like, damn it. Yeah. There's always the potential for that or, you know, it could, could be a roach and you don't know it, you know, and just kind of a, a few different key factors have to play in before I can make a, you know, make a play for anything. So I just kind of like observe and go from there and uh, nature will run its course. True. Well, you, you know, at least you still got your road glide, though. So at least you're not, you know, when it when you are able to get back on the road, at least you're not scrambling to find, you know, some two wheels. You're still you still got your baby there. Yeah. Yep. I started the street glide. That's been my baby for the last almost five years. So it's a good bike. Right. I was, Nothing wrong with it. Just I, I don't know. I was kind of I was kind of digging on that Dyna. Yeah, they've grown on me more and more over the past year, year and a half. Yeah. Yeah, they uh, 
I bought one before to use as a, a commuter bike, and that turned into my wife's bike. So she's ridden hers for a while now, and I was thinking about another bike and doing and building a Dyna, and I kind of knew what I wanted, and the right bike kind of found me. I wanted an anniversary bike, you know, either black or blue, and uh, just super clean, so I could do you know a cool job on it and chrome it all out and make it look nice and. I ended up a buddy of mine had a uh, picked up an 03 anniversary and I was able to uh, to get it from him and that's what turned into that Dyna which it's now turned into a half a Dyna. <laughs> uh, yeah, kind of a, a bent up Dyna. Yeah, it's twisted a little bit. It's kind of like a pretzel. <laughs> I say those hundredth anniversaries. That is one color scheme that I've always really liked. Yeah, uh, I'm a big fan of it and. There's some clean ones here, and these guys kind of give it like a what they call like that Bay Area style or San Francisco style, where it's you know just super clean and a lot of chrome. And I mean, they're super nice. They 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 come together pretty good. And that's what I did with that's what I did with mine. Just kind of gave it that a uh, that Bay Area club style look, which is super clean and chrome. And uh, yeah, it looked good for a while. The black and chrome looks always nice. I mean, I I try to keep mine pretty clean because, you know, for an, an 04, mine, it's still in pretty good shape. And that chrome, you just definitely got to keep up on it. But, you know, yeah. those nice summer days, you get that, you get the right wax on it and all polished up and fuck, they look nice. And then you get caught in the rain and you almost want to cry. <laughs> yeah, but that's part of the fun of owning the bike, you know, it's, you know, not just riding it, but being able to clean it and, you know, detail it out and, you know be proud of it at the end of the day, you know, whether it was from a long ride or just having to just look shiny in your garage, you know, till the next ride. Taking pride in what you ride. Yep. It's kind of the way I work. I don't know. I got to say, it's pretty freaking cool. I mean, you know, fortunate I got you here tonight on the V twin life. Got your wife. She's hopping on the Harley Davidson on the showcase. Yep. She'll be on the Harley showcase uh, Saturday at 6 PM. That's pretty freaking cool. Yeah. Fucking Papa Robledo. He's a pretty cool dude. I really, got a pretty good friendship going with him and he's got a pretty cool format going too. I like it. Yeah, I, I, I dig it. I was, you know, he told me about it when he was going to start it and, you know, just kind of supported it. He's a good dude. He's down here in uh, California. He's a little bit further South than I am, but not too far away from me. Yeah. It's a pretty cool deal. Kind of, you, you know, different spin. Like, I mean, you got, you know, the format I'm doing and I've kind of thought of doing something similar every now and then, like maybe once a month or something kind of doing a, an Instagram live, podcast with somebody kind of you know q a with people to watch and seeing how his is going it's really it's really cool seeing other people take their own spin on it and and jumping in on you know into that motorcycle community too it's pretty freaking awesome yeah yeah it's kind of the way this whole deal works you know a lot of good people in the scene so you know everybody can do something or you know something that supports somebody else and that's always a good thing you know so or it supports themselves and you know, people uh, people enjoy it, and there you go. That's your format. And if you're enjoying it, having fun doing it, then it's just a double bonus. So uh, besides, you know, you're waiting up to heal, you got any plans for this year, little places, venues you might want to try to catch? Um, Just all the regular stuff that we normally do, uh, Street Vibrations, Born Free, Four Corners Rally, um, you know, whatever else uh whatever else comes up that we can make it out to i, I don't know 
how it's all going to go. We're just barely rolling into February now, but nothing's really planned or solid dated. You know, it's kind of tentative or they're later in the year. So we'll see how this first part of the year plays out. I guess it is kind of good that I'm laid up in the slow season and, you know, not in the middle of riding season. So, yeah, yeah that's got a point there. Yeah, the only one I've seen is so far, like I think it was last week, Street Vibrations came out with their June and September date. But yeah, that's the only the only one I've seen so far for this year that claims are going to go. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll, we've got to check dates on those. We, we also like to do uh, that one moto show that's up in your area, up in Portland. Uh, and that's usually February would have happened, uh, I think, this weekend or this past weekend that just passed. So. Didn't get to go to that this year. Uh, I talked to them. And they're looking at possibly doing a, a May date, which is, I think, kind of cool. So, you know, the weather hopefully won't be uh, as cold or as uh, snowy up there or whatnot. This first year we went up there, it snowed a lot and it was super cold. But, um, yeah, I mean, that'd be pretty cool. Just kind of depends on if it's going to conflict with something that's going to happen down here. So got to weigh the options once uh, we figure out what the dates are. Yeah, speaking of snow, we got that last night, and they're got a little dusting of it, and they're calling for some more this week, which, oh, well. It, it's February, I guess. Let it get it out of the system, and I'm ready to roll in the spring. Yeah. Hey, you guys uh, get some weather up there. Yeah, you never know what it is. It's kind of bipolar at times. Isn't it? Isn't there, like, a 65% of chan- uh, chance of rain every single day there? Is that what, like, the, <laughs> is that what it says in your weather? Yeah, sometimes it seems that way. You can get rain, snow, hail, sunshine all within one hour. Yeah. 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 Got to get Mother Nature her bipolar meds. Yeah, that's that's no joke. Oh. So when usually is like, I know you're talking about wanting to do the, the Four Corners rally. Is that normally like September-ish? Yeah, Labor Day weekend. Okay. Yeah. So I'd like to go check that one out one of these times. Sounds like a lot of fun. Plus, that's a cool area I'd love to visit and explore and check out. Yeah, it's a it's a super cool event uh, put on by John Oaks and uh, his team, and uh, yeah, it's just super awesome, and the riding's awesome out there, and it's just a good time, you know. It's a it's a good vibe. So, yeah, the million dollar highway that'd be an awesome to experience and see. I mean, you see or hear so many people talking about it, check it out. That would be an awesome one to yeah put a few miles on and see it in person. Yeah, we rode it a few times, so yeah, it's a good it's a good route. It's a good road. So do you head through Utah when you head there from where you're at? So last year, that's what we did. Uh, we went up through Utah. Um, we turned it into like a seven, eight uh, state trip in like seven days. So we went up into Utah, but we just touched the end of Utah through Nevada and went to the Salt Flats and then kind of doubled back and then uh, went, uh, I think, Idaho into Montana because we ended up the next day. We ended up at uh, – Yellowstone. So went through Yellowstone and back up and then came down. And I think we touched a little bit of Wyoming and some, uh, and then some Utah coming or no, we didn't hit Utah till on the, the way back. I don't remember the, I don't remember the whole, whole route. We just, uh, had the GPS going. So that sounds like hell of a ride though. That'd be a good one. Yeah. It was, uh, about three, almost 3000 miles. Heck yeah, that'd be fun. I know my daughter did that. Well, she didn't do the ride. She sent me a message. God, it was a couple months ago. Wanted to go for. She even talked about wanting to do a weekend ride in the summer, like Eastern Washington or something. I'm like, all right. And she sends me this text. It was like from here to Boise, Idaho, 
down through Utah, Nevada, hit the Grand Canyon, back up through Colorado, uh, through Wyoming, Yellowstone, Montana, and then back to Washington. I was like, Jesus Christ. You know, it's like a it's like a forward and a backward. That's pretty good. I know. I asked her. It's like you're you know you buying a bike or what? She's like, no, I'm just gonna ride with you. So oh, just checking. Oh, okay. She gonna share some of the uh, the driving time. She can jump on the front. Ah, <laughs> oh, that would scare the hell out of me. Just kick it in the back. You'll be all right. <laughs> Put your head back on this whore pack. You'll be you'll be okay. Uh, you better give me some drugs. I'd freak out. As, hey, well, as long as she's rolling, you're doing all right. <laughs> yeah, this is true. <laughs> So, I know her little planned trip, though. I would be one hell of a ride. She has some cool places planned. and I definitely want to get through Utah one of these days. I've seen like a lot of pictures. Like Ada and Rhino does all kinds of photography down there. It's just freaking amazing country that I do want to check out sooner than later for myself. And it's one thing to see pictures, but, you know, see in person, it's totally different when you see through your own eyes. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a, a different experience being out there on the road and, you know, checking out all the states and going through everything. It's pretty cool. That would be. So how did you and Brad ever meet up and hook up? Um, first via Instagram, and then uh, when we went up to uh, the One Moto Show a couple years ago, um, I knew he was up there and a couple other guys, uh, Kent, PDX, Dynabagger. So I hit him up and was like, hey, I'm coming up. Uh, we're coming up for the One Moto Show because my bike was in the show. And, uh, you know, if you guys are out there, let's link up. So – we got up there and hit him up, and Brad came out the first day and helped me get the bike staged up, and uh, just been friends ever since. It's going on two years, three years, three years, something like that. A couple years. That's awesome. Yeah, he is super cool. I mean, I you know met him a few months ago, actually, you know through through doing this, and you know hit off a friendship. I went down there for the Paradise deal, and you know got to meet him in person, and you know talk frequently, and. You know, he's done so much for this, you know, helping me and wanting to really help push the podcast and help it grow. So we took a little vacation down to Oregon last weekend and built him a cool little coffee table and decided to surprise him with his little, with the crashing coffee table. Yeah, I saw that. It was pretty, uh, it's pretty awesome. It turned out pretty cool. I, you know, and then after our conversation, I think you're right, dude, he, he got a little teary eyed. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's just, it's, it's always good when, uh, People provide uh, kind gestures, you know what I mean? Just a, a thank you, you know, that's unexpected. You know, it's, that's always a plus, you know, in this uh, industry and just in life in general. You know? Well, it kind of gives back to his whole thing, you know, his PMA and that positive mental attitude and, you know, all of his support. And, and like I said, it was just an awesome way that for me to give back to say, hey, you know what? Thank you for, for all, you know, the support you've done. And, you know, my wife thought it'd be pretty cool. And, you know, she came up with the idea of putting the, uh, the crash ink logos we had made up here to at a graphics place. They, I took the jacket in there and the guy copied it the best he could and actually did a pretty good job. So he inlaid the crash ink labels underneath all the coats of clear that are on the table so they can, you know, they're all be there forever and they won't peel up over time. And it turned out pretty cool. He was super stoked. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Oh, he's super, he's super humble and super good people. So, you know, he appreciate, he appreciates everything that you do if, if any, if you do anything for him. So, so it's always good to help guys like that, you know. So, well, yeah, and it's, like I said, you know, just a nice way to get back to him. I mean, he's you know been a great, you know, person, mentor, and you know all of his help that to watching this adventure from this grow. And you know, I just want to say, hey, thanks for everything you've done, and 
get back to him. It was it was really cool. I enjoyed it. He's he's an awesome friend to have and great guy to talk to. And just very humble. And yep, it's an awesome friendship. So uh, after so you think you're gonna do another Dyna? Is that kind of your plan for when you um get back to to figuring things out, or are you kind of toying with different models that you might want to go with? I kind of kicked around not getting another bike for now and uh, just waiting, but possibly getting a, a, a newer bike, you know, next year or later this year. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, then I kicked around getting possibly another bagger and maybe going to do some of that bagger racing league uh, stuff that they got going on. Um, then I, I don't know, kicked around the idea of just another Dyna and, like I said, it's the bikes kind of find you. You don't have to go find the bike. So whatever is going to be in your uh, in the plans and the works is just going to just got to let it happen. Just let it flow naturally. So, Gene, you kind of took it out of my mouth. That's why it's kind of one you know thinking of you know with your street glide. If you kind of gave gave thought to doing the performance bagger route because that really seems to be taken off. And man, some of those some of the baggers people are building these new performance baggers are freaking impressive and pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Been in the scene here for a few years. One of the early guys. I'm not. Well, I'm not the first, but I'm one of the early guys. And started with a uh, a skinny tire bagger. I had an 07, and uh, those come with like I don't know 130 millimeter tire in the in the rear or something like that stock. And after a few years and modifications and stuff like that, I'm I've got a 180 fitted into the back of that thing and. It looks good on there, and I like it. I got the uh, the new style fender on it, so it's got a 14 and up rear fender, so it's got the wide fender in the back and uh, all that stuff. It's it's pretty trick. Spent a lot of money on it. Looks good. It's a lot of, there's a lot of details that a lot of people don't see or understand, and, you know, you show it to them, and then they, uh, then they realize all the work that's gone into, uh, you know, making the bike uh, what it is today. Well, it's all part of making it custom. I mean, you know, you, you find what you want to do and the little things that you like, and, you know, you, you make it yours. Yeah. So. Have you done many uh, upgrades of the engine on that one? Uh, nothing too major on the on the bagger. I was always like, it was always like a toss-up, like, okay, cool, uh, I can do X, Y, Z, or, you know, there's so many different motor combinations to, uh... yeah, so, um, I don't know, I've just kicked it around, and, I've got some uh, 103 heads and jugs off of a, a buddy's bike. So I'll probably uh, just do a 103, keep it super reliable, bump the compression on it a little bit, you know, get some bigger cams in it and kind of just go from there. Uh, maybe go do a 107, not 100% sure. I don't want to punch it out. And, and I know that's not too big, but, you know, you get in a down the road a little bit. And like uh, I think Ray was having issues where he had a, 107 it was punched out so far that you know now he needs new jugs and stuff like that to uh, redo his bike so you know the expense goes up when you know the bigger you go but if you leave the option to go bigger down the road then you know last longer so that's true and that's kind of what i'm waiting to see is like with this new 131 everybody's jumping on that train is i'm really curious to see what the longevity is going to be on those engines how far are they going to go before you got to run into a teardown and start replacing stuff because that's a lot of motor and a lot of power on those. I mean, you're putting down some serious power with those, the serious numbers, but how long is the motor going to last before it's got to have a teardown? Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of uncharted territories right now because nobody's, 
I mean, it's, they've been out for a few years, and I'm sure there's been some guys that have got pumped up motors and stuff like that, and ton of miles on them. But you know, some of those guys you don't hear about because those guys aren't part of a scene or in the you know in a scene. They're just guys that go out and go ride their motorcycles, and they don't feel the need to post about it because maybe they're older or maybe they just don't care. So, you know, I, I'm curious to know you know how long these things are going to last. But I don't think Carly would uh, let you punch it out to 131 if they weren't going to get some sort of longevity out of the motor itself. You know, and I think that's just probably where they were like, all right, well, this is like kind of the breaking point to where, if, you know, once we start going larger, then it creates other issues. So 131 is where we're going to go for now until we redesign some stuff with the motor. So I, I, I think they're going to be uh, pretty good for the long haul. You know, I don't think they, uh, I don't think that it's going to be too punched out of a motor for those, for those guys. Yeah, I'll wait to see. I know like uh, Jason Setzer from Setzer Pendants on Instagram, he's got his, that 131, and he he, he gets a little right-hand happy. So I'll be curious to see how far how far his goes. And he's been doing a lot of riding on it since he's finally been able to get back on after breaking his back. And that'll be one that I'll, I'll follow along just to see how well it can handle his style of riding. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully his, uh, his back's all healed up good and, uh, you know, he can get out there for longer rides and uh... – not have any pain, so that's a, that's always a plus. It's something good. I know. I followed. I think it was two weeks ago. We did a one k from Texas down to Florida. He says he felt good and he's got the all clear. So yeah, hopefully he's doing well. Yeah. And like I said, I'll be curious to see where how his goes, and hopefully he has some good luck and it doesn't go the wrong way on it. Yeah, uh, I think it's you know a lot of times as long as you're doing your maintenance and stuff, then you're pretty good and. You know, you can always listen for uh, for issues or concerns. Usually, there's some noise before a catastrophic failure. So, so most, most of the time, yeah. you should have some sort of indicator before it goes all bad on you. True. You know the old saying where a lot of people think bigger is always better, but no, no, one of those things just have to find out and see how they go. Because, like I said, it is you know relatively new, and sometimes you do got some bugs to work out. But man, it puts out some impressive numbers. That's for sure. Yep. Yep. Definitely. I know I keep toying once down the road if I want to go with a 103 or go with a 110 in mine when it finally gets near that time because they're both good motors. But I think, I don't know, I from what I've read, it seems the 103 just has a little bit more longevity or just seems to be a little bit better than the 110. But I think it's everybody has their pros and cons of it, so who knows? Yeah. Well, you got to remember it's an air-cooled engine, and there's, so there's nothing else that's cooling it other, other than the air, and it just becomes a, a giant air pump at that point, so... You know, when you got a bigger motor or thinner cylinder walls and, uh, you know, you're generating a lot more heat. So without an oil cooler or some fans or something to keep that uh, keep that engine cool, then that's usually the, the determining factor on what's going to happen, you know, with the motor. So, you know. Yeah, it's very true. So The other facts, like you can go on eBay and they're everywhere because everybody wants to put in the bigger engines. And, man, there's so many like pull-outs from other, other bikes. I mean, eBay is just full of them. Yeah, yeah. the market's probably going to be flooded with guys that have, you know, pulled their uh, M8, their 114 jugs, go, you know, bigger motor or uh, pull the whole motor. So, you know, somebody that bought a stock with, you know, a base model with a 107, you know, you get an easy upgrade to a 114 for, you know, half the price of a 131, so. Oh, yeah, you see some people. It's like, you know, I've seen a guy – was reading about he bought a god it was like a 2010 and it had 20 20 something thousand miles he's like oh this you know it's wore out he goes i gotta pull it out and rebuild it and it's, it's just junk and 
It's like, dude, there ain't. <laughs> he was just worried because of the mileage. He was scared it had too many miles. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah, like, a, you know, it still starts uh, rattling, ticking, popping, clacking. You know, keep changing your oil and keep riding the thing. I got about 60,000 miles or so, maybe a little bit more on my bike right now. And bike's going to be 14 years old this year. So still running good. No issues. Well, it's like mine. It'll be, well, yeah, mine's an 04. I got 101,000. Yeah, still still rolling. Oh, yeah. Like I said, you I mean, you keep up on your maintenance and, and do everything and just keep the longevity going. Just keep up on the simple stuff and you treat it well, it'll treat you well. That's how it works. So, And then it's paid off. That's the other nice thing. There's no payment. Yeah. So that's you good. I've owned all my bikes, so I've never had to deal with having a, a payment or anything like that. So, you know, it's a little bit different, you know, to build a bike that way where it's like, all right, cool. I start off with, you know, a bike that's, pay for no payments and you know if you know the whatever it costs for a bike payment a month is what you can put into modifications your bike's going to come along you know fairly quick so that's always a plus but you know a lot of the guys like the newer bikes and stuff like that and you know not everybody has 30 grand to go drop on a bike so you know you finance that thing and you pay your five six hundred bucks a month and then uh, you do your mods when you can and tax out a credit card or two on uh, building it yeah and i'm just I'm not sold on the Milwaukee's yet. I'm just not a super fan of them. I, I like the twin cams and know how to work on it. And I'm just, I'm more comfortable with them. And I, I'd rather myself, if I was going to do another one, it'd be, you know, a 2010 to 2012-ish. I just, I love the looks of those fairings on the road glides. And yeah. that would be my, that would yeah, be my the, next the one. The pre-Rushmore ones are pretty nice. I, I mean, I like them all. You know, they're all good. Yeah. So. It's just nice. I mean, I I know my way more around the, the twin cam than I do anything about the Milwaukee. So just you know, when it comes to, to working on it, I'm just way more comfortable and know I can dive into it and, and be comfortable messing yeah. with it. Familiarity is always a, a good thing, you know, when you're doing something, you know, just being able to work on it. But at some point you gotta get out of your comfort zone and, you know, move move on to the newer stuff and you know, it's kind of evolution and it happens when it happens. So like I said, if you don't rush anything, True. it just kind of shows up when you need it to be there. It's a very good point. Like I said, they find yeah. you. Uh, kind of how it works. There's an ask. For, there's an ask for every yeah. seat. So you still enjoy doing like you know taking off not just day rides but doing like a you know little two three day adventures. Yeah, I mean in the beginning that's kind of what it was for us. Um, we had one bike and uh, you know you work all week and get your weekend off and it's like, Hey, let's, where are we going to this weekend? You know, let's go, let's go hit the road. And in the beginning, that's how, that's what it was, was, you know, we did a lot of riding, uh, every weekend got, got to a lot of events and, uh, just, you know, had a good time and, you know, got to know the scene and, you know, what mods wanted to get done next on the bike. And usually on my builds, I, uh, you know, I can ride them for a little bit and I'll collect a bunch of parts. And then, uh, once I get enough stuff to, uh, get in trouble with, then let's tear down time and start building from there. That way you don't have a bike that's in pieces for six, seven months and you lose the uh, interest in it, you know, and trying to do it, or you spend all the money before you even, uh, get to ride the thing. And then you end up parting out your build because it takes forever to just get it done or whatever the case is. And people lose interest if you can't ride the bike. So I'm a, 
collector first and then do everything kind of at once. I'd rather do six or seven mods than do, you know, in at one time than, you know, one mod a month on a bike. I don't know. It's just me. Unless it's, unless oh, it's something easy, sense, you know, too. small little things. That's not, not a big deal, but you know, when you're going to change wheels and swing arms and suspensions and stuff like that, then, you know, just kind of collect all the parts and do it all at once. Well, especially like you're saying, if, you know, if you're doing suspension, swing arm wheels, I mean, if you're, your plan is to kind of do, you know, basically like say the whole rear section, why take it apart multiple times if, you know, just wait and get everything and do it in yeah. one shot. Yeah, we got a, I got an upcoming bike I'm going to help a, a buddy do and we're in the process of collecting all the parts now and suspension and brakes and wheels and lights and bags and stuff like that. So, you know, it's kind of a, you know, we're collecting all the stuff. We'll get everything uh, that we need and we'll dive into it and have the bike, uh, you know, dialed in in a matter of, you know, hours instead of weeks. Especially when you, you know, like, I mean, down there you got more prime weather, you know, longer stretch of, you know, damn near year round compared to like us up here. So, yeah, I mean, and even in February, if, you know, you're only down for a week or so, it sure is better than a month or plus. Yeah. Yeah. You got to kind of plan the teardowns around uh, when the weather actually gets bad. And out here in California, that's kind of rare. I mean, I want to say it was like 66 degrees today and 66 yesterday. It's been pretty warm. So, you know, last weekend was pretty nice. And you look outside and you're like, oh, man, it's February and it's, you know, 70 degrees. That's pretty decent, you know, and get out for a ride or if you can. I'm unfortunately unable to do any of that right now. So, you know, kind of sucks. But, you know, I'll be uh, healed up just in time for it to start raining here in California. So, let me <laughs> – that's right. You know, days like today, I don't feel bad for you. When I look at my window in the areas of shade, I still got snow, and I don't think it got warmer than 36. Oh, uh, yeah. It was pretty warm today. I went out. I was in shorts, so pretty nice. Yeah, I got a black Betty. She's in the garage living that battery tender. Yeah, that's where, that's where our bikes are right now. So Keep them on the tender. So you got any little – yeah, sometimes you got to do it. So you got any favorite places that you know you enjoy to to ride down there? Your little favorite avenues to hit? Um, I like I like all the riding out here, you know. So uh, about forty miles up the road, you can get into the uh, to the foothills and go ride up there all day and go through uh, Yosemite and stuff like that. Well, not so much Yosemite right at this moment, but uh, you know you can get get out there. There's a uh, Priest Grade, which is a super nice road out there. It's fresh uh, fresh blacktop and you know, you get nice scenic views, and then uh, you know, you go, we go a couple hours west, and uh, we can hit the coast and ride down uh, Highway One, and uh, from San Francisco to uh, Santa Cruz and all that stuff. So it's pretty good up here or down here. So you know, that would be a fun one one of these days. I'd like to get down there and hit parts of the Highway One. You know, I've seen so many pictures and read so many articles about it, and it's one of those cool places to be fun to visit. I'd like to, I thought about even like Tahoe. Cause that's like a 13 hour ride. Yeah. Tahoe is like, uh, I don't know, three and a half hours for me, four hours. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we're not too far from, you know, Reno Tahoe and stuff like that to go, you know, go out there and hit some riding. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty, uh, nice being where I'm at I'm more centralized California about four hours, four and a half hours from SoCal. So, I wanted to go uh, go down there. We can hit the hit the highway and head down there. We're about an hour and a half or 
uh, I think now we're like an hour and 45 minutes or so away from like San Francisco. So we're kind of like in the middle of all the, uh, all the good riding. Yeah. There's some great play. I mean, I've seen plenty of stuff now. Like how, how far is it for you? Like, say you head up into like the Redwoods, how far of a John is that? Um, uh, oh, Red, Redwood <laughs> National and State Parks up in, you talking about Redwood State Park? That's like way up there. Oh, is okay. I wasn't sure how far that was from here, like you know, Shasta area or whatnot. Yeah, see here, that's probably like five hours away. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's yeah, nice little jaunt then to get yeah. up that way. So, but it's uh. So have you ever done like the one hundred one down there, or do you? Or I know you said you done parts like the highway one, but what about one hundred one? <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, we've done some. High, we've done some one hundred one. Uh, gone down that way. That. I think drops right into like Neptunes and all that stuff. So that's like the, uh, the Mecca of all the SoCal guys riding, I guess. See, I've heard a lot about that. I mean, even from like, uh, well, freaking Jesus, Papa Robledo. And then, uh, Robin, the lady biker. She also was talking about the riding up through the Neptunes and area. I've, I've heard about it, but I, I don't even know if I can, have you ever seen pictures or anything kind of a uh, even know the yeah, area? Yeah, it's like uh, it's on like the backside of like Ventura or something like that, or south, just south of that. It's right on. It's right on the water. So it's like right at the one hundred and one, and uh, the restaurant faces the water. It's the one that they had in uh, the original Fast and the Furious when they were eating shrimp. That's, oh, that's that's the restaurant. Okay. Ever since that movie came out, that's been uh, oh no shit. Yeah, more and more popular of an of an area, but it's you know it's also super nice down there. So and it's not too far from uh, Mulholland where the snake is. So you can hit that and then cruise over to Neptune's and get some shrimp. Ah, okay. Now kind of puts a picture to it. Now that I know that part, I didn't know that. That's pretty yeah. freaking cool. So the foods I don't think is all that great. I've been there, but it's kind of like a destination spot and everybody can meet up there. So, you know, it's a cool deal. One of those places that got famous from yeah, the movie. Pretty much. Plus kind of like out here, the, the town of Forks got huge and famous from the Twilight movie series. Oh, I've never seen any of that. All the... All the vampire crave crap that everybody loves uh, forever. Yeah, I've heard of that. I've never seen, that, I've never seen that any whole, of that. Yeah, the whole movie series is all based around the town of Forks, which is like 60 miles west oh, of nice. me. So, yeah, it's like sometimes you meet people, well, where are you from? Then it's like you can mention, well, you ever heard of Twilight? Oh, my God, yeah. Well, that's I live <laughs> up in that area. And then people understand. It's kind of comical in a way, but crazy. So well, shoot, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for taking time out and coming on and, and doing a little episode. Yeah, man, that was a good time. I uh, appreciate you reaching out and uh, getting to, getting to do this. Yeah, hopefully, you know, soon when they get the, uh, you know, you get better and summer rolls around, we can meet up down with the old uh, five hundred three yeah, bike. Yeah, nights. we'll be up there for five hundred three bike nights, and I'm excited for those. I want to go check one out. I've seen so many pictures of it, and hopefully, you know, we can time it right when you're coming up that I'll head down there and yeah, I'll give you guys a heads up when. We're going to roll out there. Last year, we went up there uh, for the last one and surprised Brad. So, he's a he's a guy. He likes surprises. So, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a good so, one. Well, this next time, we'll let, we'll let people know ahead of time. So, we're coming up. And, uh, yeah, we'll get up there and 
hang out and have a good time and make it a long weekend. Heck yeah, I'm down. So, right on, man. I appreciate you. Uh, thanks, thanks we'll for having me on. Hey, absolutely, man. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to the V-Twins Life Mile Post number 28. Hey, feel free to follow along on the V-Twin Life on Instagram at the V-Twin Life underscore podcast. And on Facebook, it's just the V-Twin Life. If you like this content, feel free to hit that subscribe button and never miss an episode. New episodes air every Wednesday and every other Saturday at noon Pacific Standard Time. And if you share the passion for motorcycles and want to be a guest, shoot me an email at the V-Twinlife at gmail.com or hit me up on Instagram or Facebook. Shoot me a message. Until then, hey, ride safe and enjoy the open road.